All my women throw it back like I caught an option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Johnson. I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. All my women throw it back like I caught an option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my uh, bills. I'm on my Stevie Johnson. Bills in my devil, yo. You don't want trouble, bro. Heat in my pocket, heart cold like buffalo. I would just hustle one thing, but I need options. That work about to touch down, call it Steve Johnson. Catch me flying through the field like who want beef? It's 25, but I could get it for the 1-3. Certified fly guy, you on my time. I'm really real, and you as real as a sci-fi. I'm trying to bring it home, baby. It's our time. They cheering for me like I'm crossed the one-yard line. And I'm all about my bills like Stevie Johnson. Black card boys, yes, BCB, we pop. Get that dough straight across like I'm running streaks. My bills come in hundreds, my women come in threes. This hater ran up on your boy like he was furious. I lifted up my shirt like, why it's so serious? I'm about my bills like Stevie Johnson. All my women throw it back like I call the option. option. Money on my mind, money on my conscience. I'm all about my bills. bills. I'm on my... Big week, big week, big week, folks. Why So Serious Podcast, Season 3, Divisional Round Preview, joined by Ashley and Will. Uh, guys, let's get right to it. Big week on hand. The Baltimore Ravens coming to town. The Bills looking to cash their ticket to the AFC Championship game uh, for the first time in a very, very, very long time. Exciting week on hand, guys. Yo, who would have thought we would have been here at the beginning of the season? Nobody. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, man, not, not, not here. Not at, not with that record going into the second round of the playoffs. I mean, it's huge, man. It's huge. I, I, I find it funny because Ashley, too, earlier on in the year, she goes, eh, we might make it past week eight or nine when the yes, COVID might hit. And here we are. We're in the playoffs. Schefter tweeted this morning that there's no cases today. Um, let's keep knocking on wood and hoping for the best there. Um, but we had a lot to talk about this week, a huge week for the Bills. They, they get it done against the Indianapolis Colts um, on a super wild card weekend. First time you get to say super in that same sentence. Um, it, was, it was a great game. I mean, the Bills really – it was close. It was nerve-wracking. It was the cardiac Bills, just like we always like to call them. Um, but, hey, it took 25 years in a pandemic to win the AFC East and, and to win a playoff game in Buffalo. Man, it really did. And the game was certainly a battle. <clears> like <throat> It never felt like the Bills totally had it in the bag. Like, it was just so back and forth. And then Tyler Bass hit that field goal. And who who knew that was going to be the last point of the game, you know? Or I think Indianapolis scored after him. But you yeah. know what I mean, to win the game at least. That field goal was a great kick, and he was fired up. Tanel, a 54-yarder, I mean, in the playoffs. And what was windy conditions, too? That, there was nothing easy about that kick. Um, that was the biggest play of the game right there, in my opinion. The goals could go up 10. Um, 
Buffalo helped. Buffalo played a good football game on, on Saturday, and they got to repeat. They have a tough, tough Baltimore Ravens team coming to town uh, this Saturday night, and Lamar Jackson's a tough mother to, con- to contain. But the Bills did it last year. Um, probably Lamar probably played his worst game of his career last year against the Bills. Um, he's going to have to do the same. The Bills defense is going to have to do the same thing that they did last year in order to beat them, I think. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, man. Um, there's a whole lot of hype about Lamar Jackson um, coming here, as it should be. The boy's been on fire as of late. You know, he had a, a little break with his COVID situation, uh, but he came back on fire. But what, But what's real about that statement is that, you know, this isn't the same Buffalo Bills that he played before, you know, defensively, believe it or not, we're actually a tad better than, you know, as far as the run, as far as our total defense ranking at that time. Um, but I feel that, you know, we've sucked it up enough to where we are stopping some runs. You know, we, we are letting some people still average, you know, like last week, I think Indy averaged about 10 yards uh, per carry on a run, you know, especially sweeping to the outside. So Buffalo had some issues with the run. But we didn't have this high-power offense that we have right now when we played them before. So that's mm-hmm. what's going to make the big difference this year when we play them. The fact that, one, if we can contain Lamar and at least rush him a few times, he is going to run. He is going to run. We know he's going to fly out that pocket. But if we can contain him and make him throw, we have a shot at picking the balls off, man, because he's not the most accurate quarterback throwing downfield. He does have some issues reading defenses. And, uh, you know, we make him beat him with our legs. That's something we have to live with. But he has to worry about all of our weapons on offense. We're not missing any pieces on offense. So we're coming into this game fully armed. I'm not really so worried about Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm banking on our defense, putting some heat on that boy, knocking him off the block. And I think that we can uh, get some picks from this boy this weekend. Yeah, I agree. And I think as long as you're keeping the pressure on Lamar and not giving him the chance to use his legs, I think they'll be fine. I mean, our secondary is one of the best in the NFL. You're going to see a lot of different looks um, from this Ravens offense. So we just got to keep them on our toes and, you know, make sure we just keep doing what we've been doing and just make sure the guys are having fun, too, because I forget who had this quote this week. I want to say it was Cole Beasley, but he said something about how they just have fun. It's like they're kids sometimes. And a lot of players lose that mentality of the fun part of it because they just think about the money part of it or the ring part of it. They don't mm-hmm. have the fun. And this team is doing all of that. They're thinking about the end yeah. game. They're thinking about how this team is their brothers. And they're thinking about having fun while they're doing it. Agreed. I mean, that's and, the and- biggest thing. That's what I told you last week. I said, if you get out there and you play – like you're playing with your brothers, man, on a, in a block football game in any field or parking lot you can take. Get out there and just have fun, play football, exercise the demons of the weapons you have. We don't have to be afraid of anybody throughout this whole entire playoff run. I was watching first this morning for a little bit, and Stephen A. and, and Max Hellerman, they were going back to back about showing or talking about how there might be snow on the ground in this game and how it could affect um, Lamar. Lamar's never played in the snow before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be – if it does snow, it's going to be chilly, as Steve Tasker says. But <laughs> if, it, if it does snow, that's going to be a huge factor in this game. And, and typically it is. But in this game, too, with two mobile quarterbacks, with two, with two teams at a blazing speed on both sides of the ball, um, it's really going to be interesting to see how the snow plays a role in this game. 
And Stephen A. and Max were going back and forth earlier talking about how they think Lamar will thrive. Stephen A. was like, he's going to struggle. Max was like, he's going to thrive in this situation. I think Lamar has a terrible day if it snows. I, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm convinced with that fact. And um, the thing is, bottom line is Baltimore is a good football team. Baltimore beat a very good Tennessee team. And um, the AFC stacked. I mean, who would have thought on Sunday night what Pittsburgh did to Cleveland or what Cleveland did to Pittsburgh? That was crazy. I mean, the AFC oh. stacked. Yo, hey, I'll tell you what, that, that Pittsburgh game, I was not surprised. I saw everybody, all my friends, you know, I got friends in Cleveland, um, Jason, actually. He's a <laughs> major Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> Cleveland, listen, and he lives in Cleveland, but he's a Pitt fan, right? Right. He was, oh my God, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. This is what the reality of that is. One, as much as I've enjoyed watching Ben play over the years, like he, he can't deny the boy, he's been a great quarterback. He's done. He's not mobile anymore. He's not accurate anymore. The Pittsburgh Steelers line isn't what it was for that type of quarterback. They, the only way he would be super productive is if they had a phenomenal line that could make him stand back there like a statue all day and pick people apart, dink and dunk him all day. If he has to move, Big Ben's not the same guy. Cleveland, on the other hand, I don't care what people say about Cleveland. How many years has been, you know, how they're not that talented here and there. They're missing people. Beckham, blah, blah, blah. Cleveland is here to play football, man. I mean, hey, that defense is nice, and, and Baker Mayfield has shut up all the haters because he's playing phenomenal football yeah. for those guys. And I hate to think of them next year when they get Odell Beckham Jr. back too. Like that's going to be a nightmare. That's going to be might be a nightmare or omen, believe it or not. I'll tell you this: the Browns are going to give the they're going to give the Chiefs a hard time on on Sunday. I really think that game might be the game of the weekend. In all honesty, I agree and upset big time because if Cleveland goes in there and plays like they played this past week, and Mahomes and company play like they've been playing, kind of shady yep. here and there. I know that, I know. It sounds crazy saying anything against Magic Mahomes, but it's the reality. They have barely won some games. They've been down in some games they should have been had in. They haven't clicked on all cylinders. They don't look as mm-hmm. sharp as the Rams looked this past week. Like, they're missing some pieces. But I'll tell you the what, Rams I think the, the Super Bowl champion is definitely coming out of the AFC. It's just too stacked to not you know, whoever's going for this side is going to win it. I agree. And and to to add to that sentiment, the the NFC this past weekend just did not look good. I mean, the Saints barely – I mean, honestly, yeah, they won by double digits, but they barely beat the Bears. Yeah. I mean, that game barely. was really just not a, good, not a good football game. The Nickelodeon side of things, though, was awesome. That was fantastic. That was incredible. That was Great job. Great job by the NFL to do that. I mean, that was actually really cool to see. Nostalgic, to say the least. Um, I will say um, that Rams-Seahawks game, nobody saw that coming. And, I mean, a backup quarterback gets injured. Here comes Jared Goff, who's already hurt. You end up winning by 10. That game was – I can't believe the Seahawks are out. People were saying that Russell Wilson's the MVP. He's out in the first round of the playoffs. Very interesting there. And then um, what was the other game this weekend in the NFC? We had Saints-Bears, Rams-Seahawks. Um. Oh shoot! Because Green Bay had a buy. Green Bay, Saturday Green Bay's team. They had a buy. They set out. No. It was Saturday night. Let me look. Hang on. But that game too. I, there was nothing. Tampa Bay. Tampa. It, yeah, and Tampa oh, Bay Tampa. barely beat. Well, clearly, Tampa. it wasn't very big. If we can't even remember the game. Yes. So. 
And they barely beat Washington. I mean, they let a, a, a third-string quarterback in Haneke. I mean, yeah, he played well, but they let a third-string quarterback nearly nearly win that game. There's three minutes left, and Washington had a shot. I mean, the NFC is not good, and the games this weekend might be different. Rams, Packers, Saints, Bucks are going to be good games. But I'll tell you this: you're right, Ashley. The winner, of the a- the winner of the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl, and I don't even think it's going to be close. In all honesty, no. Um, you know when you hey when you look at this whole rankings, Fredo. When you look at who's left, you know uh, mm-hmm. who already got eliminated. I wasn't that surprised that Russell and them got eliminated. I'll be honest, because uh-huh. I, I'm surprised they got stumped like that. But um, and I just mean they got beat off the ball. If you watch the game, I mean they just literally looked bad. Um, but, yeah. but Russell's been looking bad all season, to be quite honest. I mean, he's been throwing picks, man. He hasn't been the same guy, you know, um, that built his reputation. Not saying he's a bad quarterback. I love Russell. It's just he hasn't been the same guy. None, none of the people left. Like, everybody right now is hyped up about this, uh, you know, Tom Brady and, you know, Saints matchup this week. You know, I get it, man. You got two greats on both sides of the ball. But when you really look at what's going on out there, Tom Brady and them, yeah, they are starting to put some pieces to the puzzle together, but they are not an elite team, uh-huh. and neither is Drew Brees and company. You know, their, their running game is nasty. You can't deny that, boy. Six TDs, what was that, last week? Um, but, but still in all, the point is this. The hype of the league, and I don't care what Stephen A. says because I listened to him. He says it's basically an unequivocal loss for Buffalo. They're definitely going to lose this game. Like, he's totally against, you know, uh, Buffalo having a shot to win this game. I don't know what the hell he's been watching because Lamar Jackson and company, everybody, every other analyst is telling you flat out that Lamar Jackson needs to develop as a quarterback. He needs to not run. Then you hear the other one say, no, let the boy run because that's the only way they're going to win. If you yeah. let a team come into your home stadium and let their quarterback run for 200 yards to beat you, you deserve to lose. And that won't happen against these Buffalo Bills. Nah, and I think they're going to be too hyped up, especially being at home. There will be fans in the stands again, which is great because I'll be one of them and I can't wait. But <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I saw it every hour on Twitter. No, I look, I'm just okay. I teared up a little bit when I saw the stadium and my peripherals today. I just it, it finally hit for me that I'm going to be going. Like when I bought it, I was like clicking and clicking and the. Everything I click up saying unavailable, unavailable. And I, I was in the block where they sold out, I'm pretty sure. So I got lucky. I just hit a random one. It went with the green check mark. And I was like, I don't even care where it is. It's just, it's inside the stadium. So I'm going to get it. You know what yeah, I mean? I will say that process is stressful. And it, for it's anybody strangely. that hasn't been a part of it yet, it's, it is stressful. I didn't have that issue last weekend. I just clicked on a pair and it, it went right into my cart and that was it. Um, but it is a very stressful process, but I will say the bills, um, just to get off the topic of the game really quick, the bills have a great system in place. Yeah, they do. Um, that COVID testing process in and out with five minutes. Yep. That was great. <laughs> it's easy. The, the outside setup, they have social distance markers across like all outside. Um, when you're inside, you're barricaded when, um, like your, I guess, quote unquote, your pod essentially like yeah you go in you sit down but when you leave your seats when you go into the hallways you can only go from like one like between three sections they they basically give you a bathroom and a concession stand and that's it they have on um, those metal barricades set up inside so they have they have a great system in place and a lot of work went into it i mean they had to do this in literally days and they zip tied off seats. They put um, stickers on the back of the metal seats in the 200 level uh, to say people can't sit here. 
it was, I, I was impressed. And to do it so quickly also, it was definitely a job well done by the Bills. Um, but let's get back to this matchup, Bobby. But yeah, sorry. I just wanted to get off topic for a second. Yeah, but well, it, it <laughs> to was, be honest, was, I think well, too, they did a great job. Yeah, no, and I think the fans are really going to make a difference again. You know, I we heard you guys, the 6,700 that went last week. So I think that hypes up the guys even more now that they can see what the mafia is about to a degree, like one-tenth of a degree. But it just hypes them up to see their fans in the stands that they've been waiting yeah. to see this whole time. And, you know, these, these guys are just going to be so excited going in. You know, they know how much this means to us. It means a lot to them, too. So – you know, they want to come out successful. And I think they're going to come out swinging. Bubba C asked, any beer sales? <laughs> they, they, did, <laughs> they, did, they did sell beer, Bubba. They did. Um, of course. Um, it, it's, it's Going back to this matchup, Bills-Ravens on Saturday, um, it, is a, it is a really good matchup on paper. I mean, both these teams match up well. Both these offenses play similar. Um, both these quarterbacks came from the same draft class from three years ago and Josh and Lamar, uh, just picks apart. Um, they talked about each other this week in practice and, and what they think of each other, uh, hear from Lamar and Josh really quick about, um, this game and also what they think of each other coming out of the same draft. Uh, you know, people always just talking about Josh and, you know, his, his big arm, but you know, he, he, he doing it all like that. You know, he, he's getting out the pocket, um, you know, taking advantage of what the defense gives him, um, throwing the ball on the rope. Um, and he's just, he's slinging the ball, you know, uh, like a patch of Mahomes, you know, and he's just helping his team out a lot. You know, he, he's a key, one of the key reasons, you know, they putting up so many points and um, winning games, you know, and hats off to Josh because he's he been doing this since his rookie season. Lamar, like I, I tell everybody I, I talk to about him, he is one of the greatest dudes you can be around. He really is. Um, and then for him to kind of have the adversity of coming out the first year and people doubted him and then to go out and explode on the scene last year and, and just to be this dynamic quarterback. And, I mean, you see it, the, the impact that he makes in, in his uh, communities on Instagram and stuff like that. He's just one of those special guys that, that obviously they've been having success. He's had a lot of success so far in his early in his career. And, um, you know, I, I root heavily for him, just knowing – what he went through his, his first year and um, how he's been able to do it and how humble and how awesome he is off the field. Uh, he's just one of those guys you root for, and um, it's hard to not root for him when you're playing against him. But, uh, you know, uh, we're enemies on Saturday, and uh, we both know that. But, um, I mean, it, he's just one of those guys, again, I, I can't say enough about just how good of a dude he is and makes you love him that much more on the field. Gotta so love that he just, like, gasses up his opponent. You gotta love that. He always does, too. And, I mean, this guy is just like – I don't think I've ever heard Josh Allen speak a sentence without saying something negative about – or some, without saying something nice about somebody first before the the small ounce of negativity that comes out. And the whole time he's praising Lamar, praising Lamar, praising Lamar, and then, eh, well, we're enemies on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's – um. it's going to be a great game. I, I'm really excited to – um see what this Bills team can do against a, a very stout Baltimore Ravens defense. That defense gave the Titans a hard time on um, on Sunday afternoon in Tennessee. Derrick Henry practically was eliminated from that game. Yeah, And the Bills are going to have challenges. And I, I do think that in order to beat those challenges, yeah, the run game for us hasn't really been present all year. But I, I do think that the Bills are going to have to 
really air the ball out a lot on on Saturday night to win. And I think that's what the NFL team for is making this primetime matchup. No, and I agree because no, – you... Oh, sorry, Will. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Ask kill it. Go okay, because I was going to say bringing in Devonta Freeman was a great move by Brandon mm-hmm. Bean. I've been a uh, fan of him. I pick him on fantasy almost every year because I know he's usually a backup, but he's so solid. He's so consistent. So having Zach Moss out, I mean, they haven't elevated either him or Antonio Williams from the practice squad. But to be honest, I feel comfortable with both of them. Whoever comes up, I think they're going to do their part. You know, next man up mentality like we've had the whole season. You know, uh, Gabe Davis looked great. Knox looked better. Um, Diggs look great as usual. I mean, these guys are really just in their zone right now. They're in that good space, that good headspace where they're really succeeding on all phases of the game. So, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking going into this game, right? Here you are with Josh Allen, seventy percent completion rate. I mean, sixty-nine is some change. Seventy, right? So seventy percent. Mm-hmm. The guy is playing. Drop dead, knockdown football. I mean, he's playing better than he's ever played. Going into this game, we just have to come out blazing. You know, I'll be honest. Last week, I was sitting there first half like, what the hell is going on in this damn game? I mean, I saw so many stupid runs back-to-back of the same hole that wasn't going anywhere. It was a flashback from two years ago. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is not our Buffalo Bills. This is not how we've been winning these games. They got away from what got them there, right? When they mm-hmm. finally got back into their zone, that's when we started moving the ball. That's when we started scoring. So my point with this is this. You got to come out, punch these boys. Hey, we're the Baltimore Ravens. Punch them right in their damn beak. Knock them beak sideways. Knock them back in the back of their helmets, man. Use that. Get that passing game going right away because they show that they are super stout against the run. We have Singletary, and I'm ne- I try- never try to knock Singletary, but I just don't feel he's that back that we were using him. Mm-hmm. Singletary in space, you know, some screens out wide, he might be a better back. But I think running him up that hole, I do think that uh, Singletary is not really our best option this week for sure. I think we got to hit those boys with that air game. When they blitz like they're going to blitz, you know they're coming. Make- yep. We got to eat short. Soon as they come, drop that right over the middle. Do not let Josh get in those situations where he's running back there trying to wait for that long ball because that is not going to happen because they are coming, and we don't want to get him in a situation where he's making bad decisions. I'm happy you brought up the blitz, Will, because I saw something, and I know we all hate pro football focus, and I know we said, Fredo, don't get in stats today, don't get in stats today, but this is a really important stat. Ravens are the number one blitz-heavy team in the NFL. Josh Allen versus the blitz. 19 touchdowns, that's first in the league. Number one. 150 yards, that's also first nice. in the league. 13, quote, big-time throws, that's third in the league. Um, and, yeah, the blitz is going to come. But I think the, the, the biggest asset in this game on, on Saturday is going to be who steps up. Obviously, Josh is going to do what he does best. But when you look at this Titans roster and, and the stats that they put together on Sunday against the race, Derrick Henry had 40 yards. Who was their next leading rusher? Ryan Tannehill. He had six yards. He had six yards rushing. Um, A.J. Brown was their best receiver. Who was their next best wide receiver on the day? Anthony Ferkser. He had two catches for 44 yards. Um, I don't even know who Anthony Ferkser is. He's a tight end. Didn't know that. And that's not even their best tight end. John U. Smith was limited to two, two catches for nine yards. 
And you have to about next man up. You have to think about too. They probably game plan for the run because they knew Derrick Henry oh my is God, an MVP yeah. candidate. Absolutely. So this week they're definitely going to plan for the pass game to be in play as long as the snow isn't flying or it isn't too windy. You know, depending on the weather. So they've got a lot of factors that they've got to consider when they're trying to game plan for this. Um, I'm interested to see how they go about that because I did see uh, Marcus Peters was also out of practice today, which is huge for the Bills. That's He's huge. Out this right. weekend, because then Stephon Diggs is just going to have a field day. Or John Brown. Eat all day. Either one. Or Cole Beasley. It could be that a would We be never huge. know. That would David. Be hey. <laughs> all of them. Gabe Davis, man. Yeah. Talk about toe drag swag. I mean, he, he balled. I mean, man, Gabe, I don't care what Gabe, kind of swag that boy's. I totally forgot to send this beast. to you. Toe drag swag. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. So, when we hey. talk about the forecast, though, really quick, Saturday night, yeah. according to the Weather Channel, right now, 31 degrees, 52% chance of precipitation, 14 mile an hour winds. <laughs> um, chance of snow is 50%. They're expecting an inch. Um, and that's it below. I don't know what it is in Orchard Park, but that's going to, I mean, that could one inch on a football field on a turf field, the slippery, the pellets, all that one inch could play a big difference on a football field. Definitely. One inch will play a big difference as far as, you know, your running game, your route running, even you, it makes a big difference on, you know, how you can cut and move, obviously, but you got to remember, you know, they'll just put a, a longer cleat today. If it's only one inch, generally it really won't make too much of a difference. What it's going to boil down to is who can adjust to whatever the elements are. We don't have that strong of a running game. Like, they, their running game is 10 to 1 guys. I mean, they'll kill us on the ground all day, either with their quarterback or their back. Um, but if it comes down to us not being able to pass the ball, I can't see that because, yeah, we can't, might not have all data to throw that ball long and deep. But we should be able to eat short or no short down and out all day across the middle all day just like we – have adjusted all season in games. You know, if they bring the heat, man, or if the weather tries to beat us, you just take – oh, here we go. I, you know, I try not to say this, but you take what they give us and take what it gives us, you know. <laughs> I try not to say it. Okay, okay Stevie Johnson. Take what right. it gives us. But, hey, whatever is this out to us, that's what we need to adjust to. I know that's common sense. But that is what the reality is. You know, those wide receivers on those breaking routes, you know, if it is slow or whatever, obviously it's more slippery, even with the cleat. So you just have to make, you know, better routes, better choices, you know, using the tight end play and uh, just make adjustments as you go along. And, and the way we've been calling the games, except early last week, uh, I feel that we can make those adjustments to, uh, to win this game. And it just does make me nervous. You, you know, you had Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines running all over this team. They, their yeah. te- The Colts went over 150 yards rushing against us. So that's what worries me going into this game. I mean, that D-line's got to get shored up against the run just so that that doesn't happen. That can't happen again this week. It just can't. It can't. Not against Baltimore. And, and, and it's funny because going into the week, we said the guy to stop was Jonathan Taylor. And all week long, it was Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. You got to stop Jonathan Taylor. And they did. I mean, 21 carries, 78 yards. He averaged 3.7. He had one carry for 20 yards. So you eliminate that carry. I mean, it's a 50, what, a 58-yard game. And then Naheem Hines, I mean, yeah, he had six carries for 75 yards. His longest, though, was 33. I mean, if you eliminate those two big carries, you're, you limited your, the two best backs for Indy to 200 yards on the day. 
Um, I did look up the weather in Orchard Park. It's a little bit different. They're saying one to three inches. Um, three inches is a lot different, so we'll see. Um, but, well, three inches and snow flurries, like if it's actively snowing, like during yeah. the game. I mean, all, like, all of that does make a big difference. Hey, well, going back to those, run, you know, the difference with these two teams, if you really look at it, man, going into this, I think that, you know what, whatever happens, man, if the Buffalo Bills come out, I get what Indy did, how we focused on the run game, we shut him down. I get all that. We can even go in there and focus on Lamar if we can shut him down. I skip yeah. all of that mentally because what I look at is the bottom line here. Look at this team, man. We get national recognition on our quarterback play and our offense, which is very powerful. If we go yeah. in there and exercise what we have, I don't care. If Lamar gets 125 yards, we're going to beat him in the air by three touchdowns. They have to stop this offense, and that's what I'm going to bank on in this game. Exactly. And, Will, you, you made a good point there because – Tennessee couldn't stop Lamar on the ground, but they stopped him in the air. Yeah, he threw for 179, but he didn't have a touchdown pass, and he, and he threw a pick. Uh, right. If you could stop Lamar on the ground, you can you can win with this offense. With this offense, you win this game handedly. If you let Lamar run all over you and pass all over you, you're screwed. Right. Point right. Well, and Josh had pretty impressive stats this week. I mean, although it didn't feel like it, he still hit over 300 yards. He had 324 yards on, yeah. you know, 26 successful attempts, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I mean, he still had a good day, even though it oh, didn't yeah. feel like it to us because it was so close. We were like, man, this feels like torture. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. It's that back to that roller coaster type of game. But Bills fans need to realize it's going to be like that every single game from here on out. Every team that is here now deserves to be here. They've won a game to be here or they earned the first week by. So it, it's going to be like this all the way out. I don't see any blowouts on the way to the Super Bowl. Well, listen, listen, you, you, you can't – anybody listening to this podcast right now, and, and, I mean, even you guys, you can't really – Look at last week as a, a model game for winning a playoff game because I'm not going to lie, the Buffalo Bills called a horrible game the first half of that game. It was horrible. We, we came out flat. We did not utilize our wide receivers. All this hype that we have with these wideouts and these spectacular weapons. I get it. Beasley's banged up a little bit. Even Diggs was a little banged up a little bit. They were out there playing. They looked full speed. Nobody could handle them. Nobody could stop them, but we didn't use it. We chose to play old-style Bills football and try to run, 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 when we just honestly just don't have that type of game, especially into the piece of a defense that was actively stopping that run. If we had came out guns blazing like we had been, like against Miami, we would have been up three touchdowns at the half easy. Mm -hmm. All right. And I was kind of wondering, like, in that first half, why they were running so much. I'm like, maybe Brian Dable's not trying to leave Buffalo or – you know, maybe he's just testing the parameters of the defense, trying to figure out what's going to work against them. But I was like, don't waste the whole half trying to do that. Yeah, agreed. Right. And, and I, I want to bring this up, too. It's after this kick. That kick was huge, and it was a great kick by Bass. I love the golf the claps, personally. Golf claps. Right. Stefan Diggs is a little golf clap. is great. But <laughs> the play is going to come up in this season. Can we talk about this call that was probably the most controversial call of the entire season? Oh, um, I don't want to talk about uh, It's coming up right here. And I hate this play. This is – how is this not a fumble? He, Incredible. He gets the ball, he gets up, and then he reviewed it. First of all, not only – here's the other replay of it. This, 
This is 100% a fumble. Look at this angle. Oh, my God. He, he's so down, and then he gets back up. Contact they waited down. to tackle him. They waited to talk because they saw that he was that he was trying to regain possession. Exactly. Right. It's crazy. I, that and granted, we won. Thankfully, I love Sean McDermott at the end there. That was great. But um, that was a clear. That, that was, was a one, clear miscue by the officials. They screwed us on that big time. Bubba, refs are paid by Vegas. They they probably are. Uh, Who knows? But, uh, well, I guess we hey, we beat we beat the Colts and Vegas then. <laughs> well, no, we didn't beat Vegas. The spread I think was six, so Vegas beat well, us, but we beat the Colts. Uh, uh, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We don't care about we care about what happens in Orchard Park. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I we, yeah, the spread was six. I think actually the Bills are still favored by either two and a half or three. Uh, it's kind of been fluctuating back and forth for the last couple of days. And that's the uh, funny part to me is the Bills are favored by Vegas, but are literally the underdog to every other media person except, you know, probably Kyle Brandt and uh, yeah. the Good Morning Football crew. Yes, pretty much the Good everybody. Morning Football crew loves us. Everybody else, they're like, nah, the ra-. but you know what? I like the underdog role. I like when nobody believes in us because we seem to do better when everybody we're flying under the radar. Not only that, though, it's like this team, I think people just don't trust us yet. I think these analysts see what the Bills have done for the last 20 years, and it's like, okay, cool, cute. They won their first playoff game since 95 um, or 99, whatever it was. Um, Let's see what they can do this week. And I think if they beat Baltimore this week, you're going to see a lot of national opinions change about this Buffalo Bills team because you know what? everyone's going to be talking about the Bills if they win this game because they are going to have to talk about the AFC Championship game yep. at 640 for eight straight days after Saturday night. And I, that is going to be what the talk of the entire league is because, like we said, yeah, the NFC ain't that great. The AFC is what people are talking about. And I'll tell you, if the Bills win Saturday, expect this team to have the most attention, the most national glory, the most – the most media exposure they've had since Jim Kelly left the Bills way back in the 90s. And that is going to be another thing, too, that this team is going to have to, to kind of can hold their composure with. And it's so funny to me to think of, you know, the fact that they really haven't done this. Like, the social media era wasn't even around the last time they did this. So, you know, the, all the attention they're getting – it's crazy to think that they're one of four teams if they win this game. And let's just say how cool it would be if the Bills Browns down. could beat the Chiefs and we that could have awesome. that game in Orchard Park. That's like pure 2020. Oh, that would be major. Yeah. <laughs> I would love be, that. We don't have I would to, love every second of hey, it. Hey, listen, listen. Actually, I don't care. I understand and respect the whole process of the COVID and everything else. I do. But if Cleveland beats KC and they end up coming here to play the Bills, we will definitely be uh, doing like a COVID test that week, having a big ass Buffalo Bills party with the whole Cleveland crew. Oh my God, like, yes. Hey, with Pat we, we and have Jason to do it. and Joe. I'll tell yeah, you, yeah. you know what would be epitome of a Bills Browns AFC Championship game? Just a, a, a basically the same exact game that happened. I think it was in 08 when the Bills won six to, or the Bills lost six to three. That's I went no to that game. game. It was in the snow. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was horrible. Painful. And it, it might not have been 08. Maybe it was 2010. I forget when no, it was. I feel like it was when I was younger, though. Like, I probably was 10 or 11. Like, I, I, I was, was young, it was in too. 2002 or 2003. 
October 11th. Oh, no, that's not. Wait. This, was it? They this might have had it. multiple games that were that bad, though. Like, in all seriousness, <laughs> I could not be surprised. This is it. Because Let's be honest it. here. These games haven't been the greatest the last 20 years. There's a reason <laughs> we both true. just won our first playoff game in 25 years. It was October of 2009, so it must not have been snowing. It must have been, like, maybe okay. raining and cold. I'm thinking um, of one from when I was younger then. I was younger. I, well, I knew it was that game just because the Bleacher Report article said worst game ever, and <laughs> that that was the worst game ever. I mean, three field goals in 60 minutes. Could you imagine sitting at that game? How horrible. That's just awful. And I think, didn't it come down to, like, a game winner, too? Yep, it did. Okay. If I remember you correctly. Know what? Hey. Right now, it's all a hypothetical. We're having a lot of fun with it, but let's just keep it real. You heard what I said a little while ago about Mahomes and company, and look at Cleveland, man. These boys are showing no signs to quit. Um, I see they got enough. They got enough big guys to put that pressure on Mahomes. That is a winnable game for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. No analyst is going to pick that. All analysts are picking Casey on that. They're looking at Cleveland and Cleveland, but they better pay attention to how hungry those boys are, just like they better pay attention to how hungry we are this week. And that's and kind of their head coach back. Oh, yeah. They have a head oh, coach yeah. this week, which will help them out also. I mean, hey. But, no, in all yeah. seriousness, it's easy to draw parallels between these games because both Buffalo and Cleveland have always been, like, kind of brothers because yep. they're always fighting to get that media attention. They're always fighting to, you know, get out of that mediocrity that they've been in this cycle for years and years and years. So it's finally nice to see a chance. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns go in and beat Kansas City because Kansas City's probably going in like, okay, we'll take them seriously. But, like, you it's know, the they're the Browns. But, uh, whatever. What you the Ravens are. Well, it's Buffalo. But you can't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't think the Ravens are saying that, though, this week. I mean, I, I think don't the either, Ravens but, are I mean, no, 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 the Ravens are afraid to play us. I'm telling you right now, hey, a couple of weeks ago, everybody was saying that no – Team wants to face the Buffalo Bills, and they're yeah. saying that based they're saying that based on the fact that Stephon Diggs lashed his way into the end zone a few weeks ago. You know, several times Beasley does what the hell he wants to do out there. You know, Davis. You know, the rookies out there like he's playing in college against against Pop Warner. So you know, we have players out there that are playing elite football for Buffalo. No team can come in here and take this for granted. No. What they can do is they can, they can definitely game plan to run against us. And that would be a lot of teams' game plan because even though we have snuffed up a little bit, we still allow a lot of yards on the run. And, and if that's their angle, let them come because we're going to – hey, people can eat. I always say this. Well, I was watching the, the game last week with my cousin Adam, and, uh, you know, I was telling him, people can always eat between their 20 and our 30. Like, and then we bulk up usually. But they can run down the field. But when we get in that tight field situation, we tend to play better. The goal is not to let them, you know, get them three and outs going. You know, they try to run the ball, stop these boys. Against a better running team, Buffalo has shown that they haven't been able to really stop them. Um, if we can control that, we're good. But either way, I don't want to know anybody to think about that. What you should think about is the fact that they need to figure out how to stop our arsenal in the air. And I don't think any team in the league can stop this arsenal in the air that we have. Agreed. And I think that um, that drive, I forget what it was. I think it was in the second quarter. That pass, that touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. Um, and Josh had a couple of those plays where he was just, you didn't know what the hell he was doing in this game for a couple times, where he was circling around in the pocket, throwing it this way, throwing it this way. But he was completing, the, he was completing passes. And I, 
I don't think he knows how to contain that. And I mean, the only team that that knows that um, style of offense is Baltimore. But you know the one weapon that we have, Isaiah McKenzie, because Isaiah McKenzie yeah. can mimic yeah. Lamar Jackson all week in practice. They did it last year, and look what we did. We shut down Lamar Jackson last year. I think the Bills win this game by ten on Saturday. And um, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that if you can contain Lamar, if you can hold Lamar to under 100 yards rushing, he's not going to throw the ball for more than 150 or 200 yards, not against this team. I agree. And he I can't that, throw it for that much. No. He can't. He can't. And I think that if, if they can contain Lamar on the ground, you're, you're going to give up yards to Lamar. But if you can hold him between like 65 and 100 yards on the ground, I think the Bills win this game by two scores. I agree. Because as tough as that defense is, our offense, when the plays are called correctly, is explosive. No defense can handle it. And I, I, I get it. You know, the fact to say, you know, Marcus Peters missed practice is great because he's going to play this weekend. I know he's going to play. But the fact that he missed practice indicates there's a tweak there. There's something going on. So go right at him, man, and, and get our yards, get our plays, eat over the middle, and keep them honest. You know, run. we obviously need to, to mix the ball up, run it a little bit here and there. but. I don't want to go run crazy. And if I see Josh run the ball again, if somebody calls the play for him to run the ball, hey, pay attention. Y'all see me get arrested on national TV. I'll be right on the field. What the hell are y'all doing out here? I don't want to see Josh running that ball like that, man. Well, it's going to happen. 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 Take what they give us. <laughs> Take what they give us. We don't need to do that. You hear Al Michaels mid-broadcast. Uh, folks, we have to cut the commercial break. Somebody's uh, coming in via a uh, what a hot air balloon right now into the stadium. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, gonna gonna cut the break. We're gonna right now. I'm gonna have my glasses on and my money sign on this chain. Money sign. Listen, go with the money. Fellas, go with the money. We got to go with the money. That's our passing game. We know that's our strength. We know that's everybody else's weakness because they can't figure out how to stop it. We have four or five weapons on the field at all times. You pick your poison. You do not have four or five Pro Bowl quarterbacks and safeties. So we are coming for you on that route. If we're running the ball too much, we're doing ourselves a disservice because we don't have that type of game right now, you know? I mean, if we had a power back like when we had, like, Marshawn or, you know, even Freddie, you know, when we had backs like that where we could really bank on banging in them holes and picking up those yards, I'm, I'm with that. But right now, you play to your strengths, and right now our strength is our air attack. Well, and another think- thing that the Colts did, too, was they took away our special teams. We had horrible yeah. field position that entire game, and that's the first time yeah. someone has taken that away from us all year. And I think that's yeah. a super understated thing that happened this week that people don't really realize as much. But I think that really made a difference on how many points this offense was able to score. Because when you have 80 or 90 yards to go, that's a whole lot more than the you know 50 or 60 that we had to go most of the time during the season. So hopefully the Ravens don't get – I mean, they probably will after seeing what the Colts did, taking away Andre Roberts, taking away that good field position that we were getting – but I'm, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. This game, this game on Saturday against the Colts, this past Saturday, came down to coaching, and Sean McDermott proved he was the better coach. I mean, Frank Reich made some questionable decisions. I know one that fourth down, they kicked the field goal, fourth and four, kicked the field right. goal instead of 
that whatever that play call was. That was a terrible play call. And Obviously, they missed missing that kick. one. Was that huge kick too. was huge. Because here's the thing: he makes that, and he makes and and they go for that field goal instead of throwing the incomplete pass on fourth and four. Colts win that game by three. Um, and yeah. this, there were some bad coaching decisions by Frank Reich and company. Uh, for Indy, I love Frank Reich, but that was just there were some questionable calls. And, and another guy that stepped up as always this year was Corey Borges. I mean, the guy averaged 58 yards a punt or uh, 47 yards a punt. His longest was 58. Um, and the Bills, they they did their thing. They they did what they had to do, and they won a football game on Saturday in the playoffs. They're gonna have to do it again this Saturday. Uh, the Bills so put a, themselves in a bad position, Fredo. That's what happened. The Bills put themselves in a oh, bad yeah. position last week when they didn't have to be in that position. If they come out guns blazing against that defense, and I get Indy's defense is good. I'm saying we didn't show what we have until late in the game when we needed to do it. If we come out, the hell with it. If they kick that field goal and three more, we should have beat them by three touchdowns. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely agree. But let's get to the three keys to the game brought to you by 26 Shirts, and then we'll get into our game predictions for this week. Um, okay. Ashley started it off last week, so we'll k- kick it off. All right. So my three keys to the game this week is this day. We're going to take what they give us. Oh, my, my God. Take what they give us. Hey, hey listen, that's no surprise. Take what they give us. The big key is to contain Lamar Jackson. Like, make him throw the ball. I get it. It's a tall order. But contain him or at least rattle him because Lamar has been proven not to throw the ball well on the run. He, uh, he, he's definitely an unorthodox quarterback. Like, he could run and get himself out of trouble a little too good sometimes for 60, 70 yards. But the key is if you contain him, make him throw the ball, we can create some turnovers, which is going to be key to winning this game. Second thing is to come out, hey, punch him right in the mouth, like I said a little while ago. Meaning right out the gate, let's show him what we're about at this wide receiver position, tight end play, call a good game. Like, let's not come into this game trying to figure it out. Let's know it right now. Let's look at all the stats nationwide. Let's look at Diggs breaking Moles records. Let's look at Beasley playing out there with a groin injury and a knee injury, but still balling out. Let's look at Davis balling out of control rookie year. You know, I mean, we have arsenal of weapons. Let's exercise that and get out there and, uh, and kill him with this air attack. Third one would be play a solid fourth quarter. No dead spots. No letting up at all. Mm-hmm. Like, play all four quarters, come out playing, come out doing what you can do on defense against that run attack they have, but literally call a great game against whatever weaknesses the Ravens have out there because there's always weaknesses. And keeping Josh's head focused. When he gets split, guys, just take whatever they're giving us. If they're coming too fast, man, drop that ball off, you know, hit Singletary in the flat. Use our tight ends over the middle, Beasley over the middle, digs down and out, whatever it might be, because if we do that, that's going to open up other things in the offense, and that can all be called from the booth as it progresses. And that's it. Ashley. Okay. Mine, two are kind of similar to Will's, but I might have four. So um, first key was obviously contain Lamar Jackson. I feel like we're all going to say that. It's just that's that's the biggest key. It's the biggest. It's the most obvious thing that we we can all see. You don't want to let him run all over your defensive line or your linebackers for that matter. And when you force him to throw, he's going to struggle with it. So especially if this weather is bad, he's nervous to throw in the snow. He doesn't want to. He's unfamiliar with it, which brings me Mm -hmm. to the second key about the weather. 
Don't let the weather affect you too much because it did in that Kansas City game, and you don't want that to happen again. Make sure you're still airing it out, even if it's that flurry snow. I think if it's a flurry snow, we have a little bit better of a shot. At, hopefully it's not that heavy, heavy snow that sticks on the ground that's going to be hard for these receivers to cut, like Will was saying earlier. Um, third key, Brian Dable, get that creativity back. We saw a ton of creativity near the last quarter of the season or so where you're seeing these, you know, right. let's swing the ball. Josh will swing the ball to a receiver, and then a receiver will sling the ball back to him or something. Isaiah McKenzie on the gadget plays, like keep that creativity up. Where was that before? Like, it, I feel like I didn't really get that last week. So I hope they bring that back this week. And my fourth key, just go one and oh. I know we're already technically one and oh in the postseason, but go one and oh again this week. It's win or go home. Win or go right. home. And that's it. <laughs> it is win or go home. And I think one, uh, one stat I love to look at with this game, especially with the quote unquote going one and oh. Um, God, it's gonna be a great game. I mean, the Bills are seven and one at home. The Ravens are six and two on the road. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be a great game. Uh, but obviously, number all right. I'll get to my three keys. Um, number one is gonna be the return of, and we saw it last week, but the return of Matt Milano. Um, I think the linebackers are gonna play a big role in this game because the linebackers somebody's gonna have to watch. Somebody's gonna have to watch Lamar Jackson. Somebody's gonna have to be on him twenty four seven. And obviously, the defensive line. Getting to him early is going to be a a number one must in this game if you want to win. You can, like we said, we said it all show. We cannot let Lamar Jackson run all over us. If he runs all over us, this game's over. Um, we saw it. We saw what happened in Tennessee. We saw what happened against uh, Lamar last year. And I know we contained him, but you cannot let the guy get loose. Let him get his yards. That's fine. Hold him under a hundred, like I said earlier. Um, but I think that if you can contain Lamar, if you can get to him early, that you should have uh, you should have no trouble on um, on Saturday night. Number two, the rushing game. I mean, I know that Devin Singletary is going to be by himself, and I know it's going to be next man up, whether it's Yeldon, whether it's Devontae Freeman. Uh, but you can't have Josh Allen as your leading passer and your leading rusher in this game. You just can't. Uh, no. That's what that's what it was on Saturday against the Colts. Uh, it's got to be uh, – somebody's got to take that burden off him. Josh has to do his thing in the air. If He'll get his he'll get his, his runs. But, I mean, the guy had 11 carries for 54 yards, which is – that's a decent day for a normal running back. Um, you can't – you just can't let him do that um, on, on Saturday, especially against a good Ravens defense. This Ravens defense scares me. Um, that's his power. I can't let him do that. They do hit hard, and you can't let Josh get hurt. That's 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 number two. Uh, but but my third key to the game is is um, special teams, and I think that and I had a, I had, I struggled with this one um, because I I looked at receiving and I'm like okay maybe a receiver needs to step up, but they've all been playing pretty well. Um, special teams just needs to continue to just keep field position at an ultimate low for for Baltimore, and, and we saw it with Boho this week. Um, with how he did punting it. And Tyler Bass has had a phenomenal rookie year after that sluggish start. And everybody was like, cut the guy, resign Hauschka. Uh, he sucks. We heard it all. That was me. That was me. We, me we too. Everybody on this show said that. And then, and then, you, look <laughs> at what he, and then you look at what he did uh, this year. I mean, the guy had, had has had a really good year kicking the football. He made 28 of 34 kicks. And then last year, last week, his first career postseason game, the guy goes two for two, 
and now is what was the game winner. I mean, right. it, the special teams and Andre Robertson company and, and, and Bass and Boho, they need to have a good game in order to win this game on Saturday. And I think that if the Bills can play a complete team game in this one, it won't be – I don't think it – I think it will be close, but I do think the Bills win by two scores. Yeah. I believe that too. If Buffalo, those are a great keys, Fredo. The the big key here for Buffalo to win this game, you know, I know we all just drop keys and opinions on what we think, and those are all valid points. But if Buffalo comes out and they contain Lamar, we come out and execute on offense. It it's not like we're going to shut the Ravens down, shut them out. That won't happen. But there's yeah. definitely oh, a on. very very huge probability that we win by two three touchdowns based on our air attack. Because, like I said, you can't cover everybody, and we've got a proven recipe uh, for success all season, you know, with this wide season quarter we have. Mm-hmm. And last year, I mean, granted, that game last year had similar headlines against the Ravens. I mean, both teams were – the Bills were 9-3, and three, the Ravens were 10-2 and two going into that game. Baltimore ended up winning by a touchdown. But, I mean, the Bills – I played a, played a good game against them, and, and I mean, no, no, no. And- hey, real real quick, not to interrupt you. I just literally watched uh, that scenario and breakdown about last year's game. What everyone has to realize, and I don't know what I mean, people keep looking back to last year. Buffalo's offense couldn't find the end zone on offense. Like yeah. we could not put a receiving core together last year to save our life. Like we we were missing pieces. Bringing in Stephon Diggs, Davis. I mean. That freaking just, you know, I get it. John Brown was out there. No knocks. I mean, the guy's good. My point is this. We brought in weapons on top of weapons. And that, if we had those weapons last year, that same game, we would have won by two touchdowns. Yeah. And and I think that, um, I mean, did Mark Mark Ingram, is he hurt? He was on the list. He didn't practice today either. Right. But see, when people are on a list and they're, they're hurt right now, hey, man, tomorrow's Thursday, those are weaknesses. And I don't care if you're allowed to suit up Saturday or not, you're a weakness. Yep. You know, you're not and, 100%. And he's had, he's had injury troubles this year. The guy was out from week seven to week 10, and he's played like pretty much every other game since week 10. Right. Uh, so, and that's a guy who stepped up. In for the Ravens last year against us, he had 50 yards rushing. He had 30 yards receiving. Um, that was kind of the Achilles heel in that game last year for us was, okay, we, we kind of can Lamar Jackson. But we, quote, unquote, yeah, we contained him, but he still had three touchdown passes. And yeah. we, we limited him in the rushing game. I mean, he had 11 carries for 40 yards. I don't think he's going to be able to throw the ball on Saturday. Um, and that's going to be the bottom line. I mean, that is going to be – the difference in this game. Can you stop Lamar on the ground? And can you maybe hold him to under 200 in the air? If you do that, you win this game. And I think the Bills advance to the AFC title game. And boy, would that be sweet. And then we're all going to be watching oh Sunday because wouldn't that be sweet if the Browns beat the Chiefs? <laughs> I can't even wait for that game. Poetic justice. <laughs> oh, hey, man. That is poetic justice right there, man. I can't wait to see if, if that happens. I can't wait to see the look on Mahomes' face and every single analyst on NFL Channel and everywhere else because nobody's looking looking for the Browns to win that game, just like they're not looking at Buffalo to win a game. I mean, they're, they're all saying that Buffalo's going to have a good game against the Ravens, but they're predicting we lose by a few. I'm definitely yep. going to FaceTime Pat and Joe and be like, 
after the game if they win. 100%. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. We'll set that party up. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, guys, party. we'll get a big room. Everybody will be masked up. We'll be have good social distance. Uh, you know, we'll get somebody to hand the bottles to us because we'll have some nice drinks and stuff ready. But we'll have to watch that game together. Buffalo against the Browns. Woo! That will be something to see. I'll, I'll look I would love that. that. Every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. All right, guys. Well, that's another week of the Why So Serious podcast. Hopefully we're back next week breaking down a AFC title game preview. Boy, would that be sweet. <laughs> Um, a lot That's of players right. on the Bills team. They could do it. They could. They could win game on Saturday. It's their first AFC title game since the glory years, since the Bills went to four straight. And you know what? I saw a sign in the stadium on Saturday that said the Bills are back, and it's uh, it said bundle up. The Bills are back, and it was um they are, and it, it's great to see. And this will be an exciting time on Saturday night. Hopefully they win. We'll be back next week. If not, we'll still be back next week to break down the season. But we're not hoping to break down the season. We're hoping to break down an AFC title game preview. Uh, so for Will, Ashley, and the rest of the guys, I'm Fredo. We'll talk to you guys next week. And most importantly, go Bills. Let's go, go Buffalo. Let's go. Woo! One eye done. Boom. <laughs> now, Amy Fairburn ready to go after the timeout. It is a 28-yarder for the win. The kick is on the way. It is up. It is good. And the Houston Texans knock the Bills out of the playoffs and the Bills season. Trust me, I get it. There's a lot of pain in going home empty-handed. I won't be over this until we start playing again. But the kind of pain that eats at you just makes us hungrier. But I promise you, our guys are hungry and we'll be back. And we'll never stop fighting. Winners know how to turn that pain into growth. And late last night, things heated up between the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills, ending with Stephon Diggs being traded to Buffalo. Stephon Diggs is putting on a clinic now. Stephon Diggs makes a catch. They can't be stopped. It's in the same old Bills, man. We're not going to let anybody on the outside tell us who we are. Come on, what you going to do? Who you going to be? 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 Got Tyler Croft open. Touchdown! Touchdown! Are you kidding me? They want to talk about our blue collars and our rust belts. We'll just keep faking guys out of their shoes. Oh, gosh, ankles, socks, and shoes. Go ahead. Keep calling us underdogs while we unleash our quarterback. That's going to do all the talking the Josh Allen's been incredible. It's a thing. It's becoming a superstar thing. finding a way. Finding a way. Tell us we can't stop the best, that we won't meet the moment, and we will find away. Oh, he lost the ball! Buffalo takes over! Down the middle, picked up! Picked up by Jordan Pointer in the end Intercepted by Terry Johnson in midfield. Running down the right sideline, he's going to score! This year, there's no in the hunt, backing in, settling. No, no, we're not showing up to the playoffs on a guest pass. We're writing our own ticket. Easiest way to playoffs is winning your division. That's our mindset, that's our goal. So we'll see you in Buffalo in January. Be ready. It might be chilly.